your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, that is freetalklive.com. So let's continue. uh, Well, continue taking your calls. Actually, what we're going to continue here in moments is the 10 medical myths, or at least what USA Today claims are medical myths, that are being uh, perpetuated by the existing medical establishment. We only got about halfway through that list uh, last night. Is that correct, Mark? That's correct. Halfway. All right, so we've got five more of those to get to, but your calls are the primary element. Let's go to the phones and the fun. Dave is in Nevada, and you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dave. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, Dave, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, um, so I saw Sam or heard Sam on Freedom Watch today. Did you guys check that out? I was uh, tuned in. Yes, I was. This Same is the here. Fox Internet show. It is, uh, it's apparently a very widely watched show. They claim over 100,000 views per episode. And so our friend Sam Dodson, who is a co-host on this program, also a filmmaker, docu- uh, documentary filmmaker at ObscuredTruth.com, finally managed to break his story outside the Keene, New Hampshire area into at least somewhat of a major mainstream media source. I mean, it's not Fox News television, but for the Internet, this is a pretty big show. Uh, and the judge called him a great American or something like that. Yeah, he called him very courageous. And uh, Judge uh, Andrew Napolitano did say he wanted to continue following Sam's story. And, of course, all our listeners who've been tuned in for the past few weeks know that our friend Sam is uh, is and has been in a jail cell now for he's on his seventh full week uh, that he's he's well he started his seventh week in jail simply because he dared to record video in a public court lobby here in Keene, New Hampshire, and then furthermore uh, refusing to answer a question that they were asking him, so using his right to remain silent. Your thoughts on his appearance, Dave, or what, whatever you want to talk about? Go ahead. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, I thought it was great. He got a good block of time. Um, I, I happened to to uh, log on right when he started his uh, phone interview, so I didn't see anything before that. So I don't know how much time other people got, but uh, he got a good amount of time. You know, I was really uh, actually pleased that they played the audio. I think, Ian, that you recorded that, right? Uh, yeah, the audio uh, clip that they uh, that I had recorded at the Keene District Court of Sam being arrested, which we played here on Free Talk Live well over a month ago. They did they did use most of that clip, uh, and they also yeah. played the clip from uh, that Anarcho Jesse recorded here in Keene of the uh, video footage of him being carried out of the building. Yeah, I was just really glad that they played those. So people, it's not just some guy telling a story and people are, you know, some, because on, on some groups that uh, the forum, one of the forums that I'm on and I talked about this, some of the statists were like, oh, well, this seems, you had to have done something wrong. I mean, you don't, that just doesn't happen. And so, uh, um, but you know, it probably, does. <laughs> and yeah, I, I agree with I you. Said. You're right. It is a good thing that we had that stuff to give to Fox News and their producers so they could play that because it just makes for better television. I mean, when you've got something that's, yeah. that's that you can watch rather than just a static shot of Sam's head, which is what they put up there for most of the call, uh, they can they can cut to, you know, the, the B-roll or whatever. They can cut to the footage of the actual uh, – they can cut to the footage of him being, being carried out or whatever. And thank goodness we have so many activists here in the New Hampshire area because of the Free State Project, and we have people stationed all over the place. Whenever there's something going down, there are usually at least a handful of activists with video cameras and uh, usually a couple more with audio recording devices, 
So because we had so many different activists in so many places during this particular uh, on this day when Sam was arrested, we were able to get all of this footage which became useful down the line here a month and a half later, finally, when the, the major mainstream media decides to get around to covering the story. And thanks to the crew over at Freedom Watch uh, for, for doing this. It, uh, it's great that they did this. I'm, I'm hoping it gets further out. I did just get a call right before the show from the reporter from the Boston Globe. She's preparing. Uh, apparently, It's been a few weeks in the making, but the article they're writing on the Free State Project uh, active activity, I think specifically here in the Keene area, is going to be coming out probably today or tomorrow, and that should mention Sam in it as well. Uh, so I'm not sure how much of the article will be about Sam or not, but either way, there's some more mainstream media coverage coming soon for Sam. So it's it's been a pretty good week, and all of it's been possible because of the activist community here. If Sam had done this and he hadn't had the Free Staters and the Free Talk Live listeners behind him, then he'd be a forgotten man. He would have yeah. done this in, you know, Plano, Texas or whatever. He'd be sitting in a jail cell. He'd be lucky if he could talk to his mother and father and, and direct family members and loved ones. But he wouldn't have any sort of activist network getting uh, behind him and blogging and promoting the story and, and going and digging it and calling other talk shows and, and doing all of the wonderful things, creating websites to follow the whole situation, all of the awesome things that the activist community has been doing to help Sam out. That is what has been propelling this story. That's why Sam has gotten the coverage he's gotten. And it's not, you know, obviously it's it's less than we would like to see. We would love for him to get the same amount of coverage as the uh, the journalist did in Iran that was imprisoned over yeah. there. I mean, that would be great if he'd gotten even 25% or 10% of the coverage that, that she got. But even the little bit of coverage Sam has gotten has only been because of activism like... People like you on the phone here talking about People this. People demanding this. it, essentially, yeah. from the, uh, the ad venues. Well, right. They, he was actually voted up on the Freedom Watch little show prep voting thing that yep. they have there. And he was at the top of their vote, uh, th- their show prep thing for a few weeks. And so they had to do it. They they saw that and they said, well, okay, you know, we'd listen to our users and we're putting him on the air. It's, and They, they probably did didn't even know about it otherwise. And probably so, not. I mean, it's, it's a really great thing they have there. I'm, I'm impressed with it. Dave, yeah, I, was, I was really happy that with uh, Napolitano's feedback, you know, basically saying that Sam's in the right here. You know, he says the new gun is the video camera. Yes, he did. Keeping these, and I thought that was great. And, you know, I also was really excited to hear him say, you know, keep in touch. We're going to follow this. We're going to keep an eye on what's going on. Yep. You know, it's not just a quick, hey, bad things, and then move on. Yeah, he did seem genuinely concerned uh, and genuinely interested in the case, and I think that's great. Uh, as I said before, we're working on getting uh, Mr. Napolitano on this program, and so hopefully we can you know, get a little relationship going. I'd been talking with the Fox News producer behind the scenes, and you know, I pointed him to a couple of other stories that he might find of interest. Obviously, we've got another activist up here that's getting ready to go to jail next week, uh, Andrew Carroll, getting ready to check in, if you will, to Shea Westmoreland, the same place where Sam is staying, uh, to check in for a <laughs> A nine-day stay. So that's news. Uh, and then, of course, there's the disorderly six, the six people that were arrested just moments after Sam's arrest. They had their trials coming up as well. And Dave Ridley, the original man that was arrested for recording in the same place Sam was recorded, his trial is coming up this summer as well. So there's a lot happening here, and hopefully we'll be able to get some more coverage uh, from the good folks over at Freedom Watch. Yeah, it was, it was great. So Thanks. I also yes, wanted sir. to really fast, um, pseudo-related to statism is, uh, you know, the whole taxes issue. The whole and what? Tax cut? Ta- taxes. Oh, taxes. Okay. Yeah. So I used to live in California. I lived there for seven years. Um, kind of got my start. I'm a sound designer for video games. And, cool. um Oh, it's very cool. And, um... 
Hey, hey, yeah. hey, as an aside, before you tell your story, I don't know if as a sound designer you are in touch with the people that hire the voice talent, but, you know, Mark and oh, I yeah. wouldn't mind making a few extra bucks if those video game folks need any voice work. That much is true. Yeah, you usually have to be in – if you're going to be doing working on the big games, you got to be where – um, like all the recording facilities are, which really? happen to be in L.A. Yeah, we like have lots I of recording was, facilities here. Oh, I, I know you do, but <laughs> what they want is... Do you have um, to be union, too, out in to L.A.? work on the big stuff, like the stuff I did, like Gears of War and Mass Effect and stuff, you, they're union. Hmm. Um, that sucks. And, and, because they like to bring the talent in, and they have the director, yeah. the voice director, usually right there. But they have done... We, we have done ISDN stuff before with... Uh, yeah, for Mass Effect, we had a guy in Canada. Uh, the voice title was actually there, hmm. um, and um, because uh, Bioware wanted to use him for the male player character, and so we, you know, recorded him. Cool. Well, hey, I don't have an agent or anything who can set that kind of stuff up, and nor is it anything I want to spend any real time trying to track down. But if anything ever comes up, keep us in mind. Yeah, and so. we don't. It doesn't have to be a big game for us to. No, do hell the voice no. Work. I don't care. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I uh, mean, yeah. So, so, so um, tell your story. Yeah, Go ahead. That's that's a whole other ball of wax. But anyway, um. So I lived in California for for seven years, and um, you know they they just rate people bloody. And I got out just in time, right before they raised taxes again. Um, you know, I moved here to uh, Las Vegas, mm-hmm. working at a smaller independent developer. There's no no state income tax here. And when I filled out, I think it's the I nine when you start a new gig, and you, you know it's put down your dependents and all that. So I filled that out honestly, and it just so happens no federal tax is being taken out. So. Um, no federal tax, no state income tax. Um, I make the same salary. I take home a thousand bucks more a month than I did in California. And wh- where are you living now? Nevada. Las Vegas. Excellent deal. Thanks for the call tonight, dude. Appreciate hearing from you. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it's Ian here. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features, we give them away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Features including the brand new Free Talk Live chat room. So we've brought it back after nearly half a decade of absence. We're trying it again. Uh, This time there are two flavors to the Free Talk Live chat rooms. One flavor is the public chat. The other one is the amplifier-only chat room. Don't you wish you were in the amp chat room? Well, if you are an amplifier, you can get into the amp chat room. So go to chat.freetalklive.com. That'll get you right to the public chat room and amplifiers. You know how to get there. All right, so 1-800-259-9231. That's the number for you to bring up anything as we continue here. But first, I want to tell you about the Porcupine Freedom Festival. If you want liberty in your lifetime, don't miss the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival, June 25th through the 28th in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire. Join hundreds of liberty-loving people for a weekend of freedom and fun. Register today at porkfest.com. That's porkfest with a C. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. As we continue with your calls, Jim is in Rhode Island, and you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Jim. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, Jim, what's on your mind? Hey, before, I, before I comment on my recent trip to New Hampshire, uh, I want to say that I, I watched Freedom Watch today, and Sam was very well-versed. Um, he did a great job. The judge was really receptive, and it was good to see him get a plug-in for Free Talk Live and Free Keen out there. 
uh, to the mainstream audience. Actually, it was, so was uh, Shelley, the attractive uh, young lady co-host they have on the show, that gave the plug for Free Keen, which I thought was even better. It was. I, I figured one of you might have sneaked in a tweet there. Very good. So, uh, so was, um, would you have something else on your mind? Yeah, I took a, a trip up to uh, New Hampshire. I'm a Rhode Island native. Took a trip up to New Hampshire this weekend, and I, I saw a couple things that I just wanted to comment on, and I wanted to see if you guys were aware. Um, I was heading up towards the uh, northern White Mountains region, and I was going to do a little fishing, a little kayaking and stuff, just a little weekend trip. And uh, on the way up there on uh, Route 93 or so, um, there was a Border Patrol stop. Mm. And uh, I was I was kind of surprised by this, uh, you know, not really being very close to the border. It was kind of around the Woodstock where, area, um, you know, not no borders around for another 50, 100 miles or so. And That's about uh, the, the situation. Uh, there's uh, some new rule that says the Border Patrol can operate these internal checkpoints at any point they desire within 100 miles from any border of the United States. So whether it's 100 miles south, 100 miles west, east, wherever the border is, uh, they can operate these checkpoints. So it's... It's totally believable that something like that uh, were, were to happen here in New Hampshire. In fact, I've heard rumors that one of the activities at the upcoming Pork Fest, and I don't know if it's going to be a scheduled time where people are just going to say, hey, let's go do this, uh, but there are supposedly plans for people to get in their cars and go to said checkpoint, wherever it might happen to be at that time, uh, and do some activism. I don't know, bring some cameras, uh, refuse to cooperate. I'm not sure exactly what they've got planned, but it's disturbing to me as well, and it needs to stop, and I think the only way that's going to stop is if we secede from the United States. I think it was fairly ridiculous. I, I must have passed it a few times heading north, and every time I passed it, there seemed to be more and more agents. The last time I passed, there was about you know five vans, and um, they were closing everything down to a multiple lanes of traffic, and all they were asking is, are you a U.S. citizen? Mm-hmm. Who's really going to admit that they're not a U.S. citizen if um, they're driving through as it is? Well, that's because but, you know what they're, they're what they're doing is they're profiling people. Um, you know, if you're a if you're a white guy and you speak pretty good English, uh, you know, with an American accent, through. yeah, there's no problem at all. However, if you've got some kind of accent and you know some kind of uh, you know melanin in your skin, then well, I'm going to take a closer look at you. Right. And one more comment. I, I visited a microbrewery while I was down there. And I wanted to see if this was an actual state law or not, but they forbid me to purchase a specific amount of beer. I, I purchased maybe two um, growler, which is like a, a large glass container uh, worth, and they, they forbid me to purchase more than that amount. And they said it was a state law. I, There's some bad alcohol laws here in New Hampshire. I mean, just to give you the uh, the heads up, the New Hampshire state government, I don't know what things are like in Rhode Island, but here in New Hampshire, the the state government is the dealer for all hard liquor in the state. Well, trust me, you guys have it much better than we do here in Rhode Island. We have one of the most corrupt governments around. Really? So. How could it be worse? Do they... uh, it's it's uh, pretty open that they deal with like a uh, you know a mob-like scenario. They're they're constantly taking bribes. They're they're constantly in the news for fraud. Um, we've had multiple nice. multiple, um, multiple representatives jailed over it, and uh, it's it's pretty widely known. So. Ian, um, Rhode Island was specifically exempted from the Free State Project, even though it fit the criteria that Jason Sorens had in place because, because, because of its corrupt and uh, corruption and because wow. of its uh, you know socialist intrusive government. That's amazing. Well, yeah, 
It's, it's, you guys made a good choice, and I'm going to leave on that note and just wanted to say great show, and I really enjoy it. All right. Uh, so when are you coming up here, though, Jim, if you're still there? Um, I, I think I'm actually going to attend Porkfest this year. Uh, I'm trying to um, move my work schedule around so I can't and make him come and hang out with you guys this year. Well, be careful, because once you come to Porkfest, you probably aren't going to want to leave after that point. So just an FYI, be careful about that. <laughs> Thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you, dude. 800-259-9231. Hey, it's not the free state yet, right? And I don't think he was being critical or anything like that. He was just asking some questions. No. But it, it, this is the free state project, which means that there's some work cut out for us here. You don't just get to come here and be free. It's going to be more free. <laughs> it's a project. Yeah, it's 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 more probably more free than the place you currently live, especially if you currently live in New York or California or something like that. Or Rhode uh, Island. Yeah, or Rhode Island. Uh, but it's certainly not perfect. There are a lot of a uh, lot of problems here, but we can get those problems solved when we have enough people working together towards solving them. The, there become so many more options when you have multiple activists in the same place. Right. So many more. You know, and um, the you know New Hampshire was rated the uh, one one of the top uh, free state uh, freest states in America. It was, it was the top one, but uh, they were there were some really close contenders. And what I would say about the contenders are, um, besides South Dakota, I guess South Dakota, Alaska, and I looked at the criteria, and I really don't like the way Florida and Nevada were were rated in there. Um, you know, so I've got some. I've got some things to say about those particular things, but when you look at Florida and Nevada, you'll look at states that are far more populous than um, New Hampshire. So even if they're just as free now, you could you have a much better chance of having some effect on the government in New Hampshire than you ever would in Florida or Nevada. Absolutely. Um, if you're looking at Alaska and South Dakota, you're looking at states that are significantly larger, and therefore it's more difficult for activists to you know, do something to, to, to help each other in different areas of the state. Yeah, if I need to drive to Concord, it's 45 minutes from here. I mean, right. an hour in bad traffic. And uh, I don't think there's anything going on in Berlin, uh, but, you know, Berlin's, what, four hours away. If that'd you, be the worst of the worst. That would be the need. worst of the worst. Um, and I've never heard of any activism going on in Berlin. Um, and Berlin is dying. Yeah. Good luck up there and everything, yeah. folks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if you're looking at Alaska, and I don't happen to know the... the Montana? I mean, it's huge out there. Yeah, Getting from point huge. A to point B, you're talking about... I mean, it's already an all-day affair when you do governmental things. Like, if you're going to a courtroom... Yeah. Sometimes it's over quickly, but you have to schedule several hours just because it could make you wait. I can hope to be home by by the late afternoon, yeah. at the very least. You can't hope that in um, in some much larger state. You just stay overnight if you, you have to. You just have to live in the capital. Billings or something like that. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You know, since that caller brought up the police state and the checkpoints, I'm gonna hold off on the medical thing. We'll get to that. But I've got a story, a personal story about somebody who was harassed at a police checkpoint and his approach, which differs a little from our friend Terry over at Checkpoint USA. I think some of you will appreciate this. It's Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. (laughs) 
This is Free Talk Live, your show. You dial toll-free, bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it is Ian with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The future's totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Lots to talk about tonight. Still to come, the medical myths, or what are allegedly medical myths. But first, from freedomsphoenix.com, which uh, I think we're going to have something cool to announce about Freedom Phoenix. Uh, Freedom uh, Phoenix pretty, well, pretty much we're ready to announce uh, what we, you know, an agreement has been made with Freedoms Phoenix. Freedom Phoenix news, is a, uh, a media sponsor. I We've think talked about them before, though. Yeah. I mean, we were just talking about them within the last couple of weeks about how they've got a great activist group out there. And uh, Freedoms Phoenix, of course, is one of the most popular Liberty news websites out there. It, it really is. And uh, we get, shoot, most of our show prep from Freedoms Phoenix. And I don't know if I do, but I, it's one of my sources. It, 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 I, look at, I look every day at Freedoms Phoenix, and I get a great deal of uh, sources, uh, you know, use it as a source for a great deal of show prep. And I'm, you know, I'm impressed with what's going on out there. And I don't have a lot nice to say about what's going on in, as far as freedom in uh, the rest of the United States. But, we've, mm-hmm. you know, as we've pointed out, things are going on um, in, in uh, Phoenix and... I'd say there's some trendsetters out there. Yeah, Ernie Hancock is uh, is one of them, and uh, so we're we're hooking up with uh, Freedoms Phoenix, and uh, uh, gonna you know be, do, be doing a media sponsorship thing, sort of back and forth. Yeah. So here's a story. I mean, just by coincidence, again, one of the, the many great stories they have up at FreedomsPhoenix.com. Uh, this story is about the police state, and it's a letter written into the site. It starts with a, a photograph of a billboard that you might see if you are driving in the San Diego, Phoenix area. Uh, it says, do you have approved travel documents to get home? Holy crap. And he'll mention the billboard in his story. Roy Wheeler writes, do I have your papers? Yeah, exactly. Uh, except perhaps without the accent. My brother-in-law and I were returning home to San Diego from Phoenix after visiting a friend there, a trip I've made a number of times. And in that, I've be come accustomed to being stopped at the random checkpoints that the Border Patrol has set up, in addition to the fact that I travel through the Pine Valley checkpoint on a regular basis. At these checkpoints, I have a few different responses for the questions I get asked, and most of those responses do not get good uh, responses back from the agents asking the questions. This trip, I decided that trying to get these agents to understand the wrongs they are committing was futile, and so I was not going to give any of my normal responses. But I also couldn't give in to their claim for authority, which they do not have. So I decided to treat the situation as if a person on the street was talking to me at random, and I would give the responses that I would give in a conversation like that. Because in the end, that's what these agents are as far as I'm concerned. A stranger on the street. I have to agree with that particular viewpoint. That's how I see most of the government people, especially the ones I don't know personally, and that's most of them. That's 99.9%. They sure don't like it when you treat them like an ordinary individual. They want to be treated with the deference of the office that they were, uh, you know, hold. Which is so silly, isn't it? I mean, because if you even look at their whole, the, what they claim, they claim to be servants. And yes. so if they are servants, then there's a certain right. way Smack in which them they them in the mouth and send them on, just like people have always treated servants, right? Going to Phoenix, he says, was smooth and uneventful, as was going through the California-Arizona border. However, a few miles after the border was a random checkpoint. I pulled and stopped for the stop sign. I don't stop for the agents. I stop because the rules of the road dictate that I obey traffic signs. When I stop, an agent approaches the truck. With a man this close to the vehicle, I can't proceed without endangering him. I personally think they should not be standing in the middle of Interstate 8 or any road for that matter. He asks me what my citizenship is. 
Now, when Terry from CheckpointUSA.org is asked this question, as we've played his video clips on the air before, he's brilliant. I, I love Terry. He's incredibly courageous. He will, uh, he's got a video camera with him every time he crosses through these, and he records them. And he basically, they say, what's your citizenship, or are you a U.S. citizen? And he says, am I free to go? Am I being detained? He will not answer their question. Now, that may be something that's a little too extreme for some of our listeners. Because we, I've suggested before, dipping your toe in the water, trying a little non-cooperation, trying to not just completely obey these government people. You might ask it the first time, am I under arrest? Am I being detained? Am I allowed to go? You might ask it the first time. Well, you know, you may not just keep on saying, "Am I, am I being detained? Am I being detained? Am I being detained?" You might ask yeah. it one time. Yeah, I don't know. And maybe some people would be just even uncomfortable just with asking idea. that one question in return. So this guy has a, I think, a different approach that a lot of people might appreciate a little bit better. It's a little more deferent to the the police, a little less confrontational. In that he actually answers the question. So the bureaucrat asks what my citizenship is, to which I reply, California. I think that's a pretty good idea. It's kind of a midpoint, right? It's, it's a midpoint between being non-cooperative and batting back questions and actually answering yes. Mm. He says, you see, we're citizens of the state we reside in, not the fiction the United States. Our state is a member of that union. We are not citizens of the United States. Now, of course, as we explained last night, citizen doesn't exist and uh, doesn't exist at a state level either. But either way, I think it's a, it's a better answer than just yes, than, a, than an obedient yes. The agent paused for a second as he scrutinized my truck, attempting to get a look inside the cab and the bed. He then asked a second question. Where are you coming from? Are you kidding me? Oh, are you kidding, Mark? That's because the regular cops ask that question. It's none of your business. I thought you were here to check and see whether I was an illegal alien. What's the, where am I coming from? They'll ask as many questions as you allow them to ask. Incredible. I looked back up the road, back at him, back down the road again, up at him, and replied, Arizona. I said it with a tone to insinuate, where else could I be coming from? He really didn't care for that answer, so he asked another question. Where are you going? I looked up the road in front of me, up at him, back down at the road, back up at him, and said, Forward. California. <laughs> Again, with the same indignant tone to let him know I didn't care much for his questions. At this point, the agent really didn't like my responses, and he wanted to exert his authority to make me answer the questions the way he wanted them answered. He turns from his truck bed inspection and leads toward the window and asks, What were you doing in Phoenix? Now, up until this point, I was being tolerant, as would, any, as would any person on the street. But when asked what I was doing, that was too far, and I could not go along with it any longer. Private business? I told him that he had no right or authority to ask me what I was doing, or where I am going, or what I am going to do when I get there. He responded by telling me that he did, in fact, have the authority, and that I had to tell him. I told him that he didn't, and... That within the United States, I have the right to free passage, and I do not have to report to him what I'm doing. He then tells me to pull into secondary. I asked him, secondary what? He replies, secondary inspection. I ask him if I'm being detained. He doesn't respond to my question. He just tells me once more to pull into secondary. I ask him if he has a supervisor, and he says yes. I then reply with, I'm going to pull over there, pointing to the secondary area. You go get your supervisor, and let's play. I pull into the secondary area, leaving my engine running, and wait. The agent quickly got his supervisor's attention to come over, and the agent approached the passenger side of the vehicle. When he was by the extra cab window of my Ranger, he asks me, 
Do you have your immigration documentation? I'm dumbfounded for a split second. I find it impossible that he asked me that question. In that split second, his supervisor that was only a half step behind him asks, Do you have your travel documents? At this time, I am completely blown away. I was never really expecting to hear that in my lifetime. Basically, where are your papers? Yeah, that's all they said. Where are your papers? I said to them in a loud enough to be heard voice that I don't have to have documents to travel down the interstate, that I have the freedom of passage granted to me by God and protected by the Constitution, and that I don't have to answer any of their questions. And what the supervising agent said next made me want to rip something apart. And I quote Agent R. Fink, quote, This is the United States, and you do have to show us documents, and you do have to answer all of our questions, and you, and no, you don't have the right to go from place to place any time you want. We were bombed. So that's what takes away all your rights. That's it. Somebody set off a bomb, no more freedom. That's it. Sorry. I was floored, says he, uh, says Roy. At this declaration, given in a loud, authoritative authoritative voice, not only had I been asked, where are my papers, I've now been informed I didn't have any rights and that I was subject to this man's arbitrary authority. There's more to the story. We'll share it with you here in moments. Have you encountered one of these checkpoints? How did you handle the situation? Remember, as our caller earlier said, these aren't just on the southern border. They're north of the southern border and south of the northern border. More on the way. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online, freetalklive.com. Features are free. Now, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Whatever it is you need to buy in life, uh, they probably sell it in dozens of categories, even used items. You can get free Super Saver shipping on a whole bunch of items, read user reviews of what it is you're considering buying. Really, it's a great Internet shopping experience. If you've never done it before, go try it. It's amazon.freetalklive.com. Again, Amazon.freetalklive.com. All right, so we are sharing with you a story of one man's experience at one of the internal, one of the many internal checkpoints that is not on the border, but north of and south of the border. And theoretically, they could appear east and west of the uh, the, the Pacific and the, the Atlantic Oceans. I don't know if I've heard of any of them uh, in that particular range, but legally they can have them there, from my understanding. And so he was asked where he was coming from, where he's going, what's your citizenship, to which he actually responded California instead of U.S., which I think was kind of a cute uh, answer. And uh, where are you coming from, where are you going, where are your papers... Show us your travel documents. Where do you have your immigration documentation? And he, he's t- telling us how shocked he was that he even heard that in his lifetime. He never expected to hear, where are your papers here in the United States in his lifetime? Well, but, I was shocked by and I, I understand. I, I was even shocked uh, more so. I was shocked by that statement and even shocked more so by what I heard you, you uh, say the supervisor said after that. You have to show us documents. This is the United States. You have to show us documents and you have to answer all of our questions. And no, you don't have the right to go from place to place anytime you want. We were bombed. You know, and the, I, this is 
this I, I'm just amazed by, and I'm sure I wasn't bombed, by the way. People, people in uh, California and uh, you know near the borders, they're probably used to this. They they handle it on a used daily to the checkpoints. Weekly. You mean? Yeah, absolutely. They they think to themselves, they go through it. How oh, I'm an American, I don't have to worry about this. <laughs> Everybody driving <laughs> you know, through there. They answer they answer the um, the couple of questions that these guys have, and they don't they don't ask any questions. They just go on about their merry way as you know freedoms are being stripped away. But when I hear this, I, I I'm enraged and. I can't believe that people put up with it on a daily basis, that these people who are just there checking citizenship as though they have a right to do that um, are, has, have a right to detain me to check my citizenship. It's in America. It's outrageous, uh, and it's been happening just step by step, bit by bit, with uh, small increments in the increase in tyranny in this country. And uh, Americans have just put up with each little baby step. Yep. This is this is that frog in the boiling pot of water. You know, the the the, the degrees go up now, every right. now and then, and, and he never notices that he's the, boiling. The step before this was the TSA and their security level yep. that they increased. By the way, on they're increasing uh, their, their uh, whole thing of the jig too. Okay, if you've got some some details on that, we'll get I to do. that. Uh, but let me finish up this story here, and we'll get back to your phone calls. He says, so he was told by the, super, uh, the supervisor that you don't have the right to go from place to place anytime you want. After all, we were bombed. Well, I replied back in just as loud in an authoritative voice, I have those rights, sir, and I'm not going to submit to your claim of authority. And I, I tell you, we need more people like the guy that wrote this article. People like him are what are going to protect what liberty we have left and help us bring it back. But I think we need to get together. Anyway, he says, by this time, the agent R. Fink was up to the window and looking into the truck. The rest of the conversation was him trying to explain why he had to ask those questions to catch smugglers and other lawbreakers. And me telling him that I don't care why he thinks he has to be able to ask those questions. He doesn't have the right. And I don't have the obligation to tell him anything, especially after I inform him that I was a California citizen. In the end, he says, you're not going to give an inch on this, are you? And I told him, absolutely not. You're doing what you think is your job, and I'm doing what, I th- what is my job as a citizen. He nodded his head and tells us to go on. I was completely reeling after all that had gone on as I drove toward and through El Centro. As I approached the grade up the mountains, my brother-in-law saw something for a brief second and asked if I saw it too. I didn't, but what he thought he saw and what he told me he thought it was warranted me turning around. It was a 30-minute round trip to go back to the exit before he saw the sign, and after seeing it for myself, I got off the freeway onto a frontage road and I parked below the billboard sign. It read, Do you have the approved documents to get home? On the sides of those words were the letters WHTI and the Department of Homeland Security symbol. I've included the sign in this letter, which you can see over at freedomsphoenix.com. I've never wanted to be the generation that has to witness this metamorphosis when a nation goes from a little bit pushy to full-blown despotism. But after reading that sign, I now knew that those agents have been trained to be ready to be able to ask those questions and demand answers, and that my rebellion to do so angered them because they looked forward to having more authority and more power in their minds i looked up the whti and getyouhome.gov and the acts and legislation they drew their enforceability from i asked local police officers and they knew of the new enhanced driver's licenses with the rfid chip in them and they liked them and then i knew how all the governments of mankind became despotic over time i understood how the agents and the police and the so-called servants of the government made it all possible 
It happens as most things do, slowly and without a firm line in the sand to gauge how freedom is encroached upon. Without something to be able to see how far we've come, you can't even tell you're moving in that direction. And the people responsible for doing it don't even understand what they are doing. All they know is they want more ability to do what it is that they want to do. And right now... Well, they want to do their job effectively, right? I mean, that makes perfectly good sense. But they don't think about what the ramifications of their job is. That's not what their job is. is is Not to think? Your job as a stormtrooper is to bust through the door and point a gun at people and Mm -hmm. have them comply with your your wishes. And whatever step you are down the ladder from stormtrooper, you just, you know, as a TSA agent, you want to be able to catch the people with the bombs. Who cares about the 99.99999% of people out there that aren't terrorists whose rights you have to stomp on and compromise in order to find the terrorists? It's your job to find the terrorists. And every time we find the supposed terrorists, we turn out, it turns out later on they're just a bunch of patsies and dummies that uh, were essentially... Uh, basically, duped. Duped not every into... time. There's certainly bad people out there. I mean, that's the reality of the situation. I wouldn't diminish that. However, I don't think that the TSA, by any stretch of the imagination, is the right organization to be finding them. I mean, they miss at the conservatively, conservatively, 50 percent of knives, guns, and bombs that the, their own red team tests themselves on. They miss their own stuff. They're not finding anyone. I'd much rather leave my security to the marketplace. I'd much rather have my freedom than to have this tyranny. I don't feel any safer. In fact, I feel far more in danger because of what these government people are doing. They are putting us in danger by going around the world, bombing people, killing people around the world, creating terrorists. They're putting us in danger in that way. And our civil liberty, our liberties are in danger uh, by all of this tyranny that they're creating as a response to the so-called terrorism that they created in the first place because of the terrorism they are enacting upon innocent people around the world and in this country. They're the real terrorists, in my opinion, Washington, D.C. So just a few more words from uh, the article writer here. He says... So these bureaucrats just honestly want to be able to dig into everyone's lives to stop some bad thing from happening. Sure. And who could blame them for pursuing such a noble thing? But it's how an unintentional person gets wrapped up in the tornado that is tyranny. A person right. and, who doesn't and, intend to pur- purposefully understand and uphold freedom and liberty can unintentionally destroy them both and much else, too. You know, um, I, I think that a, a good example of how the, uh, the the mission creep of government and how the the, the officials, the, the politicians, whomever, you know, find themselves more and more motivated to save us is uh, child seats. I'm looking at the thing that I strap Jack into every single day mm-hmm. in order for him to, to travel on a, uh, in a in a vehicle. And, you know, Jack doesn't have to be particularly mobile. And I think that the child seat's a good thing. But. It's imagine if and then it, now it's moved up to people under a certain weight and height restriction. So essentially, if you're seven or eight or nine years old, you have to be in a special seat. Um, I mean, it's getting to be to the point that pretty soon they're just going to say everybody needs a, a special seat. Like we all have to have five point restraints. Mm. You know, cars are going to have to have five <laughs> point restraints instead Roll of the, cage. the three point restraint. And, and it's just, it's getting that way more and more so. Because when I was a kid, I climbed all over my mom's Buick Century from the back to the front. Oh, yeah, I remember doing that. Just all kinds of stuff. Somehow we managed to live. This wasn't that long ago. I don't think my childhood was that long ago. I was born in 1971. So I I think the Buick was a late 70, maybe early 80s uh, Buick. I have no idea, but... uh, 
you know, the, somehow or another we moved from little bit to little bit. And my mom did have a carrier, a, ch- a baby carrier for me when I was, you know, a baby. But then, you know, things move on. And I, so, I mean, where does reasonable get to super safe? We don't know because politicians are telling us. Right, because you aren't allowed to decide for yourself. Your mom might have been taking some risks by allowing you to do that, but those are her risks to take. And she probably didn't even know better. Um, But education certainly is better than tyranny, in my opinion. Putting mom mom in jail because she didn't use the government-approved safety device is not a way to solve a perceived problem. Persuasion is. Hour two's coming up. We'll go to your calls next. These are challenging times. Inflation, job security, political and financial uncertainty affect us all. Now more than ever, it's important to review your life insurance needs should something happen to you. Experts agree. Most families should have life insurance protection of 10 times their income. The great news is life insurance rates have never been this low. When you call Termco, Gil Edwards will tell you how affordable term life insurance can be. Gil specializes in saving people money on top-rated term life insurance. Find out if you're paying too much or if you don't have enough. Ask about the new return of premium plans, which return your entire premium back to you after 20 or 30 years, tax-free, guaranteed. Your family's protected either way. Get the best coverage with Termco at the lowest possible rate. Call Termco for a free no-obligation quote. Call 800-685-3314. 800-685-3314. That's 800-685-3314. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com as we launch here into the second hour, going right into your phone calls, where Josh is on the line in New York. Josh, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hey, Ian and Mark. Hey, Josh. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I totally agree with you about um, the the government, our or American uh, U.S. government of U.S. Mm-hmm. Probably the biggest terrorist organization in the world right now. All and, you have uh, to do is look up a, a dictionary definition of terrorism, and it fits exactly what governments do. Yeah, and it's it's sad how uh, it's just people have. Can't can't grasp the idea that bombing two countries to smithereens for you know innocent people dying constantly, thinking that that's okay. Uh, you know, supposedly these terrorists attacked us. It just makes no sense. Right. All you have to but, do is uh, just tell yourself uh, over and over again how much these people in this other country, this other plot of land, hate you because some of some. Individuals from that country have expressed a dislike for some people in your country, specifically the government agents. Uh, that somehow means that every single uh, person that uh, that breathes air within that geographical landmass should be exterminated. I mean, it's just madness. You have to be absolutely clinically insane, uh, I think, to to think something like that. And and I think that's what we have in this country is mass madness, mass insanity uh, brought on by the uh, the, the pop is, media. This is a human condition, though. This is uh, you know us versus them, and as long as there have been people, this is how people think about. Them. 
them. They separate off into groups and yep. hate the other group. Is That's that the idea? Just the way it is. I well, mean, if you know, and politicians have always said, "Don't worry about how much money I'm stealing from you. You got to watch out for those Huns, those Visigoths, those Vandals. You know, they'll the, steal more. Right. Those and people. burn your house down. Yeah. But the interesting thing to me is it's supposed to be a war of of minds and societies. You know, of how you're supposed to live, and we're supposed to bring democracy, uh, democracy to other countries. And it boggles my mind to think that people somehow believe that by bombing them, they're going to come around to see it our way. It's like that's not how you win people's <laughs> minds. If, 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 I'm, if, you know, if I have an argument with my friend about something and I want him to understand my point, I don't punch him in the face. Yeah, that's, he's not going to listen after you've hit him. It, you might even be able to beat him down to the point that he says, "Okay, uncle." Yeah, whatever you say. Has that has is that really what you want? Right. I mean, that's that's right. not the way to create a, a friendship. Do they think they're going to change their minds by bombing them, or do they just hope to exterminate them? It seems more likely that they just want the you know bloodlust. They just want them dead. You're talking about the average well, citizen. I mean, yeah. You know, so supposedly has to do with has probably has to do with the money in some way or other, oil or gas or whatever it is. But it's you know it's probably more, more or less power, because they don't want other people to be able to hear the, the, the flow of energy and this and that. But um, who knows exactly? There, I'm sure there's more than one or two motive, motives. It's probably also to show other countries that either you step in line with us or this could happen to you. And, and but, um, let's not forget that the uh, the, the military-industrial complex. And I know people, this is you know this is an overused term. Right. However, there are companies out there that make things that go kaboom, mm-hmm. and they make thing devices that that um, you know throw and transport devices that go kaboom. And those companies don't sell devices that go kaboom at nearly the rate um, that they normally do. If there's you know no uh, governments, right? Yeah. If there's no if there's a war, it's not right. about government government as much as a government's at war. That's true. That's when the things that go g- kaboom get sold. And these things are extraordinarily expensive. The most expensive thing you can imagine buying in your life costs nothing compared to one of these devices that goes kablooey. Yeah, actually, it's interesting because, like, you know, the Halliburton thing with Cheney, um, they just moved their whole operation to Dubai mm. after after the election. So they have nothing... You know, there's there's really no way of America to, like, press charges against them or anything like that. And it's tax-free over there in Dubai, so great deal. Thanks for the call tonight, dude. 800-259-9231. We go to Jamie in Oklahoma. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jamie. What's up, fellas? Hey, what's on your mind? I got a jury summons just in the mail today. And just listen to some of this um, kind words by these nasty bureaucrats that call themselves government. Okay. This is a draft notice. Go ahead. Yeah, this is the draft. He says, "Um, you're hereby notified that you've been selected as juror, and you have therefore been commanded to appear (laughs) personally before the Carter County Courthouse. You remember, Jeremy, when you agreed to obey their commands, right? You agreed to that, didn't you? Sure, but it's Jamie. It's not Jeremy. I'm sorry. I thought I said Jamie. My apologies. I think you said Jeremy. Okay, well, anyway, it's uh, it's All Jamie right. from uh, Wheels Off Liberty Podcast. I recognize you. That voice. was really awkward, Ian. <laughs> 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 anyway, he tops this in capital letters. I'm not real sure if he knows in chat language that's called yelling at me. So every once in a while, there's a capital 
word here, all capitalized, that just seemed like this guy's yelling at me. Yeah, don't they know their internet uh, courtesy, their internet etiquette? I, I guess he does, and he says here every citizen has a duty to serve as a juror. Under Oklahoma law, some citizens can get exemptions, but he says that's not really the case, and he'll only accept it by the order of the chief judge to be exempt. Says willfully, if you willful failure, willfully fail to report as ordered, you may be punished for contempt of court. Yep. Now, I want you to notice Jeez, something. Not only does he call you a bad American if you don't come, but he threatens you. <laughs> <laughs> the process is great. This, this guy knows how to motivate appear. the troops. It says that I can, it doesn't say anywhere in here that I have to wear pants when I appear to the <laughs> court. So maybe I might just video this for YouTube, pantsless as the pantsless juror. I think that would be just entertaining. Oh yeah, I love that. Media That's great. Right there. Well, because I but think I really... that I think that people should go to jury duty so they have the opportunity to nullify the verdict if they manage to get on the jury. But you might I can as tell well you, screw you, with if them. If you go in your tidy whities you're not getting on the jury. But <laughs> you might as well screw with them. I'm all in favor of it. Maybe you could wear a diaper or something like that. <laughs> well, I'm really wanting to get selected here, guys. To to serve on this jury just for the cause of jury nullification because yeah. chances are it's going to be a victimless crime there i really want it to be somebody busted with marijuana or some nonsense crime like that but i'm scared that i want to know so much that i'll just turn a murderer loose if i'm on that jury as well so um i think I'll you're a thinking guy you'll goes. you'll be able Do to figure it out <laughs> yeah i'll be able to figure it out and um I appreciate y'all taking my call, and I'll fill y'all in once I get selected to be a juror for Carter County. You know, at the very (laughs) least, Jamie, what you might want to consider, and and this goes out to anybody, uh, if you are selected for jury duty... Go to fully, the Fully Informed Jury Association website, because if, you, if you're going to jury duty selection and they give you one of those forms that you have to fill out, if you answer the questions even somewhat honestly, they're going to know that you're a liberty-minded person and you're going to get rejected right out of hand. Uh, so the odds, if you're honest up with these people, the odds are good you're not even going to make it on the jury, in which case... It would be wise to arm yourself with some fully informed jury honest. association pamphlets you can hand out to the rest of the potential jurors there. So you can essentially, you know, infect, uh, if you will, with the, the jury pool with the liberty message. Honesty, perhaps, isn't the right term. Maybe guileless. If you if you are forthcoming with all kinds of information yeah. about yourself, yeah, they're going to be able to pick it out, uh, you know, and your beliefs. They're going to be able to pick you out uh, like a sore thumb. However, if you, if you withhold a certain amount uh, of information that isn't necessarily their business, then, um, you know, it's entirely different. Because your duty as a citizen, as, as you're told, is to serve, not to be culled out because you gave them so much information. Hey, Jamie, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you, and definitely keep us in the loop with what happens. Always interesting to hear about people who interact with uh, various different government services that most of us don't have the, the chance, necessarily. Not everybody has ever been called for jury duty before. Not everybody knows exactly what it's like, and they do everything they can to keep educated people who know about jury nullification off of those juries. So you can't tip your hand to them. No. Uh, And there are tips over the Fully Informed Jury Association website that will help you know what to say and what not to say when you're being asked questions, whether verbally or on a a sign-up sheet, when you're actually there. Fija.org is their website. Fully Informed Jury Association. Fija.org. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. 
whatever's on your mind. Be the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features, we give them away. So enjoy those on us. Features including live streams. We've got a broadband version, dial-up version, webcam, all free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen dot freetalklive.com are you facing debt problems with debtcrisissolutions.com programs uh, there are no more payments to creditors debtcrisissolutions.com guarantees to protect your bank account wages and property from lawsuits if you're facing a debt crisis you need to be able to keep your money to take care of your family call 718-615-0123 or debtcrisissolutions.com you know what, mark i was actually reading an article and this uh, in last month's uh, Talkers magazine, and th- it was really useful. And I, I'm thinking about maybe putting it into uh, to effect. It was by a teacher who says she's really bothered by the way people say phone numbers on the radio, just kind of hitting digit after digit seven one eight six one five. So what she was talking about is is sort of combining into chunks uh-huh. the numbers. So it would be instead of seven one eight seven eighteen six fifteen. You hate that? I just don't like the sound of it. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I've I've heard people say it. I personally don't like the way it it sounds when they say seven eighteen twenty three fifty six. Really? Or whatever. I. She says it makes it easier to remember because then it you're, may very you're chunking well, it up. I don't know. Uh, people, I, I, I like nothing that's new, um, nothing that's different, and, and nothing that's not my idea. <laughs> would be the, 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 the new way to, uh, to read that number. I don't know. What do you think? Is, is one way preferable to another? I, I'm not sure what, it, what is the best. Obviously, I'm used to doing just a 718-615-0123 because that's how I was trained. And she's basically saying, you've all been trained wrong. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting. I've never, I, I don't know. What do you like? 718-615-0123 or 718-615-0123? DeadCrisisSolutions.com. There you go. 800-259-9231. We continue with Bill in Kentucky. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Ian and Mark. Hey, uh, well, as far as the phone number thing, I, I say stick with the original. All right. Okay. What does she know? <laughs> That's just right? my opinion, though. Yeah. Um, but talking about the uh, the border situation, uh, as a truck driver, I am occasionally in that area and have to deal with those goons. Oh, gosh. Um, Is it any worse for you as a professional driver? Uh, probably not. Uh, well, I mean, I can't do the kind of activism that you guys are talking about because I'll lose my job. Sure. Um, and this is not an economy that I really want to be unemployed in right now. Nope. So uh, I'm limited in that. However, through listening to you guys and, and, and that sort of thing, uh, I am not as subservient as I used to be. Um, I don't call them sir. I don't uh, take my sunglasses off if indeed it is uh, daytime, which nice. I used to do. Um, so I'm learning. I'm doing what little bit I can in that regard. Uh, I think if, if I a lot of people kind of, do a little bit, it'll make a difference. The problem is most people aren't willing to do anything. So congratulations yeah, well, to you. One thing I thought would be funny, I can't do this, obviously, not right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but if one of the activists out there uh, has the idea, it would be funny to see on video. Because uh, usually when you pull up, they ask you, uh, are you an American citizen? I think it would be funny to go, okay, yeah, Spanish. <laughs> and then when they start speaking Spanish, you go, I'm, I'm sorry, what? And they keep doing that, and then see how long you can do that before they either get really pissed off or 
or something. Yeah, we really need more activists with uh, free time to go to jail to try that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be funny, but uh, anyhow, that's that's just my two cents. Worth. Very good. But, uh, Anything else on your hey, mind, Bill? Thanks for the show. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate it. Let's talk to Paul in California on the amp line. Hello, Paul. Hey, Ian. Paul, yeah, welcome back. Thinking, uh, you, could, you, you could also say the phone number by saying 7,187,463,423. That's a few too many syllables, I'm afraid. I think Paul has knocked it out of the park. This shows just how ludicrous this woman's suggestion is. I mean, if, if it's a good idea to say 23 instead of 23, then why wouldn't it be uh, you know, even better to just give it all as one single digit? It works for me. Anyway, uh, I've been listening to uh, the last few, few days of shows. And there seems to be a topic that keeps coming back, and that's the topic of rights. Rights, yes, sir. And I would like to bring to your show the wisdom of Frederick Bastiat and Stéphane Molnieu of com, and sort of synthesize it into a, an idea which uh, I put before you and your listeners for consideration. Okay, please. And that is... That I agree with you, Ian, in the fact that you seem to take the position that rights do not exist. Um, I, Except I in your head. Valid... I think rights exist only in, the, in your mind, basically. They, yeah, there's... but they, they do not exist in, in fact. They're just a mental concept. Uh, however, this tends to get people nervous. Okay, but as Frederick Bastiat brought out, there are things seen and things not seen. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's look at the ramifications of not having rights, okay? This does not mean that you do not have liberty, okay? If I don't have the right to possess a firearm, okay, that doesn't mean I can't possess the firearm. I just go around and possess the firearm. I can do whatever I want to do. I don't need to have the right to do it. And the the reason why this is not a problem is because no one else has the right to prevent me from doing what I want to do. Because there are no as rights. Long as, I harm, as long as I harm no one, I don't need a right. I just go about doing what I want to do. I like and it. Unless I harm someone else. Because in other words, in order to harm someone else, I have to claim the right to harm them. Well, I don't have any rights. So, right, you're in a I state of nature. You're in a state of nature, and if you de- uh, if you decide to harm your neighbor, then they can get you back. That's right. I don't have the right to harm them. They ne- don't necessarily have the right to defend themselves, but they can. Well, I sure, think that, that makes sense. Some, uh, you know, my, my thought on this is, to some extent, I like rights. I'm not saying that they exist, and I certainly wouldn't. Um, I don't think they exist anything more than any other agreement among people exists. Um, I mean, my wife and I don't have a a marriage because you can't put that marriage in a box. You cannot, uh, you know, you can't touch it. You can't handle it. It's just an agreement between two people, um, and. So I I like rights in that they quantify uh, things for people and make them clear. You have the right to bear arms. 
And that way you can talk about, well, if I have the right to bear arms, then I don't need a permit in order to get um, to, ca- to carry a firearm. So you can you can banter those things back and forth. If no one has a right to do anything except um, then then everybody is, you know, they just they, they exist in a state of nature. And essentially, you we have, always do, though. Right. We, we do. We, we, we really do. And that's why we have the government that we have. But I think that it is a it, you know, this is a conversation that's sort of abstract and needs to be left to academics and this or oh, people we that, like abstract conversation I, I agree i'm not saying that we shouldn't have this on air i'm just saying that you know for the average person the average person needs rights i'm gonna let paul come back and respond to you hang on 800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll free line and i understand mark that you believe you're somehow above average and i think that's uh, very an elitist uh, it's an elitist attitude i, I care that- about this issue That's all. All right, more on the way here. You can bring up whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Hey, the other day I bought my first firearm. Oh, yeah? Yeah. At 357? Match. I even got a $5 disguise discount. Nice. All I had to do was yeah. sign up for the military. Sign what? Huh? Not if you die on This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got updates. You get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com and get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Gil Edwards of Termco Life Insurance Agency, protecting your family against financial loss due to an untimely death. Termco Life Insurance Agency. Call Gil at 1-800-685-3314. That's 800-685-3314. Or 3314. (laughs) Termco. Let's continue and bring Paul back on the line from California. We've been talking about rights. Uh, Paul, you're with me and basically saying that rights don't exist. That makes Mark uncomfortable. Uh, you say that even without rights, you still have liberty. So without you know this whole f- fantasy concept of rights, you can still bear arms because you have the freedom to do so. As long as you don't harm somebody else, because once you harm someone else, then at that point you've forfeited your uh, you know your freedom to uh, to continue living. In my opinion. Uh, but isn't that just a right anyway? You have the right to live until you forfeit your right to live. Isn't isn't that what you're saying? Well, the problem, Mark, is the fact that uh, as Stefan Molyneux brought up in his book, uh, universally preferable behavior, a rational proof of secular ethics, uh, available as a free download on That's a mouthful. radio.com. Uh, <laughs> he brings up the point, uh, there are no positive obligations. Okay, there is a moral and logical problem with creating a positive right because it's so easy to slip into to go from I have a right to bear arms, I have a right to make a living, to 
I have a right to health care, and I have a right to have a job, and I have a right to a living wage for that job. Mm-hmm. Right. And, a posi- and, and, and really- before you go on, I'd like to pl- explain the difference between a positive and a uh, negative right to people. Negative rights are uh, essentially things that come from within, so you have the right to your own uh, to the religion you choose. You have the right to uh, bear arms. You have the right to free speech. However, what a positive right is, is you have the right to something, something tangible. And so if I, for the right to free speech, I have the right to a soapbox to stand on. I have the right to a gun cabinet to put my arms in. You have the in. right to the labor of another person. Right, basically. and you don't have the right to, to, to medical care or, or any of those things. Yeah, I don't disagree with your actual position, Mark. It's just that if you, if you make a claim that you have a right to something... It just kind of greases up that slippery slope into those positive rights. And I understand you get the concept and you get the difference. But to me, it makes more logical sense to just eliminate the concept altogether and say, no, we don't have the right to do anything. We just have liberty. But that also means I don't have the right to infringe on anyone else's life. To me, when you say that that you have... to, to me, you ha- when you say you have liberty, then um, to me, it's another slippery slope. Essentially, if you have liberty, then you have the liberty to do anything you want. What's the difference between the liberty to do anything you want and the liberty to do anything you want until you hurt someone? Nothing in a world where there are no rights. Well, because because there is no right I and there is no wrong. I'm sorry. The liberty to stop me. I, say, I say again? Yeah, I say the person, I, well, there's nothing. I mean, yes, I do have the liberty to harm others. It's just that they have the liberty to harm me back. And, and then and uh, right, right. people will realize very, that, hey, this is not, you know, this is not going to work. You know, I think we're better you know, off defining of things. Society. I think we're better off defining things for people and saying you have the right to this, this and this, and you don't have the right to that, that and that. I, I feel like we're no, better off being specific. It more complicated than it needs to be, I Mark. agree with I you, Paul. Saying, I think that the, you the have whole the liberty to do whatever you want. Don't harm someone else. Yep. I mean, to me, the uh, the best statement of it is, "And it harm none. Do what thou wilt." I agree. I, I concur with you. It's, with it, it's absolutely right. you know. I I love Mark's I love quoting elitist. no, it not. I yes, love quoting are. Alistair Crowley here. The fact is, what you're saying is it doesn't it doesn't stand up to proof. You don't have the liberty to do crap. Because sure you do. No, you don't. Well, how can you prove? I how don't? do you have liberty? Prove you have liberty. I have it. You know you don't. I can do what I want. You, I, I, you have as many as much liberty as I have rights. Now prove you got it. <laughs> I'm not it's going nonsense. To. It's absolute well, babble, drivel. Well, you act according to your own wishes, and you can do what you choose to do. We choose to do things because we weigh the consequences. The reason why government. Uh, 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 is effective in enslaving people is because people weigh the consequences of disobeying the government. And governments understand this. Okay? Yes, because they're a group of people that will harm you. They're doing whatever they please. They have liberty. They are they are <laughs> enacting force on other people. So why aren't you able to do it? Well, because I, there are enough people around me who will support their violence. So until I get to... And, and you know, that's what the Liberty, uh, the Free State Project is all, all about. Get a I agree. significant number of people around you who understand what liberty really is and what you have the right to do, and therefore they will keep people from preventing you from doing what you want to do. 
This is an argument over semantics, okay? The, you have no more liberty than I have rights. There already exists in the world a conversation about people having rights. There does not exist in the world a conversation about people having liberty, or at least not nearly the conversation that you're hoping for. What you're suggesting is to create a whole new conversation. I am suggesting it's easier to take the conversation that exists and turn it your direction. Okay, since I think I think you're both right, actually. I think, Mark, you're right in that it is an argument over semantics, and I think Paul's right in that uh, we don't need to do what you suggested, Mark, and lay down for people because and treat them like little children, which is what you're suggesting, Mark, that, okay, you have the right to this, this, and this, but you don't have the right to this and this and this, as though you know what uh, rights someone should have and, and they don't, and you need to hand it down from on high. I think it's very elitist of you. Uh, but I think that, uh, that you're right, Mark, in that it is semantics because I could very well say, could su- su- uh, substitute the the word right for the word liberty, and I could say that uh, you have the right to do whatever you want so long as you don't harm anyone else. So it's basically the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I, right? I, I basically see it that way, too. I just think it's, it makes more logical. It, it's simpler to say it, say it the, the, from the standpoint of you have liberty rather than you have rights. But, you know, I'm, I'm not going to die on that hill. I just thought I'd, I, I would uh, uh, contribute to the conversation. And, and the last thing I'd like to say to you and your listeners is that uh, – after you call your local station and thank them for adding uh, Free Talk Live to their broadcast schedule or suggest that they do add it to their broadcast schedule, uh, you might go to uh, CompleteLiberty.com and hear uh, Wes Bertrand and myself's latest podcast. Excellent. I do enjoy the Complete Liberty uh, podcast. You know, Paul, I didn't recognize your voice when uh, when you had called in here and really wasn't, I guess, paying enough attention to uh, thinking about it. I really do like that show. I listen to it on, the Liberty, Radio, on the Liberty Radio Network. Um, I would like to recommend it to people. I enjoy it thoroughly. Um, and, you know, I look forward to hearing your guys' voices when you come on. I'm like, ooh, good. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, I, I'm a fan oh, of that I show. I thank you guys for putting it on. I, I really thank you guys for putting it on the Liberty Radio Network. Well, great. Thanks, Paul. Keep up the great work out there. CompleteLiberty.com, by the way, is the website, right? He's gone. All right. Cool. Thanks, Paul. All right. Uh, And LibertyRadioNetwork.com if you want to hear it on our live stream. The unfortunate part about my job, if there is such a thing, you know, (laughs) if one can say, oh, well, I make a living as a talk show host, Mm -hmm. it's just really tough. Um, You know, sitting here running my yacker night after night as though I wouldn't be doing this anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, the the tough part is I can't listen to shows uh, too often like Complete Liberty because – when I do listen to things, I need to be listening to the competition in order to to swipe their uh, their, their their ads off their air, as opposed mm-hmm. to listening to uh, you know shows that I would prefer to be listening to. I you know. But you've made an effort to. T- how did you end up tuning? It just in to happens uh, now and then. I like uh, every once in a while I'll tune in Liberty Radio Network, okay. or I'll be here. I'll put the headset on. Um, you know when I'm just sitting here doing my show prep, that kind of thing, and and they'll be on. And I really do like that show. There's no doubt. I'm, I'm glad it's working like that because that was kind of one of my intentions when I launched the Liberty Radio Network at LibertyRadioNetwork.com was to expose a lot of our listeners mm-hmm. to other shows. I mean, we've got Gardner Goldsmith who comes in here on a weekly basis or as often as he can get here, and he's great. And he's got his own show at LibertyConspiracy.com. But having them on the stream, having them all together in the same place, Gardner Goldsmith, Liberty Conspiracy. It forces a sampling, sort of. Yeah, you just tune into that stream, and you don't know what's airing, because unless it's during Free Talk Live's live hours or during Free Minds Radio's live hours, it's just a loop of the same you know, the, the, the shows over and over again. And so when you tune in any other time during uh, outside of a live show hour, you'll hear whatever. You never know what it's going to be. And so it's a great way to get something new that you might never have heard before yep. or listen to a new show that you never took the time to go download the mp3 load it onto your player and play it more coming up free talk live 
This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features on the site we give away, so enjoy those. And if you like the show... You can help support Free Talk Live by becoming an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We take that money in, reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more Internet listeners on board with the program, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. Plus, as an amplifier, you get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines uh, and more. In fact, the amp-only chat room is now back and I believe better than ever. Some people like the old version better. And to them, I say, you can still go use the old version if you want to. It's still there. <laughs> Uh, so it's that that's up there for them. And plus, amplifiers get in the loop before anybody else does on sp- things that we're developing behind the scenes. It's the uh, Mouseketeer Club of yeah, Free Talk Live. At, at Free Talk Live. And right now, uh, we are in the midst of developing something what, that I consider pretty exciting uh, as far as show prep. I'm not going to say anything more than that. Just a, a new way to bring the Free Talk Live show prep process into a 21st, the 21st century. Because if I say more than that, it's going to give away too much. But yep. suffice it to say that as of uh, before the show tonight, the amplifiers were alerted to this new beta test option, and they are uh, diligently in, uh, involved in testing that for us right now, which is great. And it gives them the, an advanced look at what's coming next for Free Talk Live. Good folks that they are. Yes, indeed. They are some of the best. 1-800-259-9231. We continue with your phone calls. Uh, we'll talk to George listening in Louisiana. George, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, how's everybody tonight? Hey, Good, George. Uh, you listening on 88.3 in Ruston? Uh, that's right. A little town on Interstate 20 uh, northern Louisiana. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that's where you were listening. It's a, a very unusual. I didn't know we were on that station, so I thank you for that. Okay. What's on your mind uh, tonight? Yeah, I, I just, just tuned in to y'all just a little while ago. I was listening to y'all. Uh, I think the, the same you, the same that you uh, two that was talking about. Um, America being warmongers and, and, and don't get, I'm not being confrontational here. And I'm just trying to let you know, I've just started listening to y'all. Yes, sir. No problem. And, and, um, I enjoy listening to y'all. Y'all, you know, y'all, y'all don't mind getting somebody's face, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, these days, it, it takes somebody, you know, that's willing to get in somebody's picture or what they would call a politically correct, uh, up front, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, I'm, 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 I, I enjoy listening to y'all. So, what do you want to share with our audience tonight, George? Well, uh, just my thoughts are are that that I mean, I, I'm 58 years old, and, and I've been around pretty good while. And I I used to think you know, politics and religion is something you just don't talk about with friends and relatives because you know it leads nothing but argument. But these days, yep. it's a necessity. I agree. I agree, because they're trying to control us. We need to talk about this stuff. I'm sorry, my connection is real bad. It is kind of getting bad. I want to make sure you get your points out, so go ahead with your thoughts. Okay, during the campaign, when the, I'm going to be short and sweet. During when the campaign started two, two years ago, I was listening to CNN, and I would get really frustrated. And I, Maybe I shouldn't talk about the particular station, but... Nevertheless, I, I, I'd get really frustrated about the way the campaign was going. And, but now, but the thing that I gained from it was that it's time to speak up. It's time to be heard. There's things going on in the world. You, y'all talking about freedom and rights tonight, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, almost always. Okay. Freedom and rights, you know, your freedom and your rights are something that, that people have died for and people will die for. And, and it... it it 
the very fact that Americans came here and and we oh, took over the land that there was some, there was some folks living here when we came here, mm-hmm. yep. Native Americans. Yep. And we took their land over and we pushed them aside. We well, it wasn't on. me. I didn't do it. Well, no, 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 no. You no, didn't no, either. No, I know it wasn't. I know it was, right. it, was, uh, it was all of our ancestors. Okay. Maybe not even all of our ancestors, but some of our ancestors <laughs> were involved in that. Okay, look, let me just make my point, and I don't want to get into no controversy with you guys because y'all are pretty pretty good at what you do, and y'all y'all you know I just y'all just make me sound like an idiot. Oh, no, I, don't know I, that, I think you do it. I think you're doing a good job. Now go on. If anything, okay, the phone I, call is uh, boils, getting kind of iffy, but down, go ahead. It, it boils down today to being aware of what is happening, and we can talk about. What we should have done, or what might have been the right thing to do, um, I, I, I am not a special favorite, or, or George Bush is not a special favorite of mine. For example, uh, or, or you know, I used to think I was a Democrat, then I changed my mind. I thought I was a Republican, then I thought, well, no, I'm not either one of them anymore. You know? Yeah. Hey, I know exactly yeah. where you're coming from. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I used to think similar things. I used to even think I was a libertarian, and then I realized yeah. I was actually a voluntarist. And, and you know what? I thank you for the call tonight, George. I appreciate hearing from you. People do need to know what's going on, and if they just start using their mind a little bit, you know, start critically asking questions about the information they're being presented with on this show and out in the rest of the the world of the media and the Internet. Start asking questions for yourself. Stop just accepting what it is you're being fed by whatever sources you're tapping into, whether it be the media or whether it be your friends or your family. Start asking your own questions and come to your own conclusions. I think that's a good first step. You know, what what, uh, it was George uh, was saying there uh, regarding... uh, Religion and politics. I think the reasons that you don't you talk about those two things in polite company are basically because they're both tools that are used to control people, um, regardless of where you're at on the religious uh, you know spectrum. I personally am a Quaker. Um, they you know, religions have been used throughout history. You'll you can look at it objectively and say yes, religions have been used throughout history to control people. I'm not talking about your religion. I'm talking about everybody else's <laughs> religion out there. Um, and politics is obviously a way to control people. So essentially, what you're talking about is either controlling people by throwing them in prison or controlling people by throwing their immortal soul into hell. Mm. Um, one way or the other, it's it's about control. That's yeah. the reason that people get so upset about it. Is because somebody's trying to control them. It's the unspoken if, part of the conversation. Right. If people would stop trying to control other people, then you wouldn't have the problem to talk, you know, with talking about these things. If if you and I right. were to, to get in a conversation about politics in Uruguay, we wouldn't get heated because we don't care. We don't have a horse in the race. However, you know, it's it's pretty easy to care about American politics because it's the American politicians that are putting their hands in our pockets, yep. taking our money, um, educating our kids, and doing everything it, that they are doing. You know, fighting wars around the world, uh, you know, whatever it is that they're doing that you may disagree or agree with. Right. That's the control. When your family is sitting around the dinner table and one member is arguing with another member about the uh, the finer points of uh, administrative policy or something like that, 
the actual things that they're saying are, well, I believe this policy, uh, this policy should be enforced upon you, right. and if you don't agree to it, you will be thrown in a prison cell. That's the unspoken part of the conversation, and that's why you're saying that it's such an uncomfortable thing for people. Right. This group of people should do what I say. Yeah, or that's, else. That's what or it, else. That's what it is. This group of people, and, and I... You know, I can get on here and talk that way, too. At the threat of violence. At the threat of violence. Like, when I talk about abortion, I believe that abortion is wrong. However, I think we've also tried outlawing the the practice in this country, and that didn't go real well. Prohibition's wrong. I think that, uh, you know, that the people should choose for themselves not to, to uh, you know, abort their uh, fetuses, that people could love those kids, and that's the right thing to do. However... Throwing doctors uh, into to jail cells and throwing young women into jail cells is only going to result in, you know, young women get, deciding to get backroom abortions and, and, you know, bad medicine. Absolutely. And the, the, all the things that were bad about, uh, you know, medicine before abortion was legalized. Let's continue with your calls. Larry is on the line in Texas. Larry, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Good evening. Hey, Larry, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, wow. I'm, I'm, y'all touch on so many things. Uh I'm we really do that. impressed. Uh, really impressed with the show and the audience. Uh, well, uh, first off, uh, I'm glad that you talked about the uh, juries and the jury system earlier. I live in Texas, where more people are put in prison than any place in the world. Yeah, yeah. per capita. Yeah, yeah. and uh, <laughs> Harris County, where Houston is, where where I grew up and live, that that one county alone puts one-third of the whole Texas prison population. Really? Get out of there, for yeah. God's sake. <laughs> Huge business. Wow. And the first, the first question on the jury questionnaire is, have you or any family member ever been arrested for any crime in the state of Texas? And if you do check yes, you're done. You're automatically thrown out of the jury that pool. That is outrageous. So, so basically, uh, they so are... You know, you're not getting a fair and unbiased jury, it appears. You're getting a very conservative... You're getting the do-gooders of the do-gooders, because uh, just because you've been convicted of a crime doesn't mean you're a bad person or done something wrong. Uh, there's so many victimless If they crimes. haven't been convicted of a crime, they are not my peer, because hey, I have. Yeah. You know what? Hey, Larry, I'm going to bring you back. I don't know if you have more to say. Uh, to say. We'll let you do that here in Hour 3. Other calls are on the line as well. We're going to get to you if you're there. 800-259-9231. If you want to get on the line, get on it, and we'll talk to you about whatever you want. 1-800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI Hour 3. Coming up, Free Talk Live. ThisAmerica.com reports Wednesday gold prices hovered near $950 an ounce on a firmer dollar as stocks declined on GM and T-bill worries. Gold last traded down $1.80 to $950.30. Silver rose $0.18 cents to $14.78. Bloomberg reports gold may target a record $1,250 an ounce in 2009, according to Standard Bank Group. A break above $1,050 an ounce provides a warning that an important breakout has occurred. Recession, inflation, market volatility? What do you do to protect your money? Call Swiss America to send you a free education on gold investing. Gold offers you safety, liquidity, and excellent profit potential. Gold is the only asset that's not someone else's liability. The DVD, booklet, and newsletter are free. The knowledge you'll gain is invaluable. Call toll-free 800-630-1496. That's 800-630-1496. 800-630-1496 today. This is Free 
Talk Live. You can bring up anything. If you dial toll-free, we're launching here into the third hour of the program. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. And all the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We're bringing, uh, going right back to your calls here. And if we get the chance, we still have the five things left that are medical myths, allegedly, that are being uh, propagated by the medical establishment. So if we get a chance, we'll get to that. In the meantime, your calls are what it's about. Let's go back to Larry. I think we still, yeah, Larry is still on the line with us in Texas. Uh, Larry, if you could just uh, recap where you were going for our listeners just tuning in here, and we'll continue. Well, I was just kind of touching on what one of the callers earlier touched on about jury nullification. That's one of the few empowerments we still have as a citizen. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you were touching on rights and liberty and these things. Well, rights are really something that's endowed by a government to a human being. Liberty is something that's endowed by God to a human being. So... Well, that's not we're what rights were supposed to be. Just Twitter. to interrupt you, Larry, that's not what the my understanding of rights were. I mean, you can obviously we can define things how we want to, but my understanding of rights was that uh, if you believe in a god, it was the god that gave the rights. Uh, governments don't grant rights; they were allegedly formed to protect them, which of course is uh, ludicrous because you can't <laughs> have a, a, a coercive government without a violation of rights because they're funded by coercion and so therefore everyone's rights are violated in order to so-called protect the rights, which is just madness in the first place. But but well, uh, the Constitution right doesn't degree, grant rights. It does not grant you're right rights. right to a degree, but these are all the catch-22s of uh, living within a society with other people. I mean, if you're talking yeah. about Outside of a society, you're talking about anarchy, which may not be totally a bad thing if all people are educated and decent, but we're, we're, we, you know, we're a long ways from that. Well, you know, that's, that's, I'm sorry, that's false. Uh, if people are not educated and they are indecent, that alone is an argument against government. The, the whole idea that man is evil, uh, that, that man is bad, that man has a proclivity towards being, uh, evil, or that there are men out there that are evil, even if you don't believe that all men are, are born evil or whatever, uh, that if you believe that some men are born evil or they have a proclivity towards it, then that's an argument against the state because if you have the state, the authoritarian power monopoly that it is, inevitably those evil men are going to gravitate towards it, as we've seen. I mean, Lord Acton, I think, said it best. If if you believe in the Bible, then you believe that man is inherently corrupt by nature. And I do not believe in the Bible. But let me say that the society we live under now, the paradigm we live under, uh, it is it is a manipulation uh, uh, that, that, that its axis it works upon fear, uh, uh, greed is its main main manipulating factor, and, and we are uh, led as a human race to do much more disgraceful things than I believe we would, and, and I believe we could have a totally different, better paradigm than we live under, but. That's the whole point of the pyramid on the back of your dollar if you want to get into that conversation. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there, guys. <laughs> I, was, I was talking about just the justice system and what a corrupt racket it's become. And, and, and we do have this power to, to do jury nullification by finding these people not guilty. But the problem with that is when you're arrested for a crime in this country, you're, you're not just arrested for that crime. They'll stack 20 charges on you. Sure, yeah. they will. And, 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 and you're, you're basically – you're forced to plea bargain because if you do go to trial, they lie. They bring policemen up there that lie. The prosecutors are allowed to lie. Mm-hmm. And all you get to do is present the other side of the case. That's it. So you're taking a huge chance. 
And especially, like I said earlier, when you're getting a jury of people that are already biased and are pro-system sure. and believe that that policeman's telling the truth. You know, you know? I'd li- also like to uh, point out uh, that the juries seem to be... Uh, they, they take a proclivity towards uh, believing the state, as it were, in a lot there of cases, go. and of they, they want to go home. They know the fastest way to get out of there is just to find somebody guilty. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I see it all the time, even on shows like King of the Hill. You know, there was an episode where Bill Dotry says, I did my job. I prosecuted him and, you know, came home. I mean, <laughs> these things on TV even aren't by accident, guys. I know that I sound, you know, like some conspiracy theorist nut, but there, it's not an accident that our TV's proliferated by these crime shows now in which the police are always benevolent. And, and like another caller, t- and y'all touched on earlier, all of our freedoms are being taken away in the, in, under the scope of, of a facade of benevolence. It's always for our good. Well, sure you know, if I want to smoke, if I want to do whatever I want to do in my home, that's that's really about as much freedom as you can hope for within the confines of a society. They're uh, they're working on infringing on that. I mean, if you live in California, in some places there are rules now in some areas where you, if you live in a duplex or any sort of an apartment building where there's another apartment uh, adjacent to yours, you cannot smoke uh, Absolutely, anymore. Absolutely, but this isn't to, to save people from secondhand smoke. That's that's insanity. I mean, it's just control. Uh, it's just uh, it, it's to take your rights away under a false facade of benevolence. Absolutely, like they it is. Care. Hey, I'm with you, Larry, on a lot of the things that you're saying, and I share your frustration, and I share and in the understanding that they do make it difficult to stand up for freedom. However, uh, nothing worth doing is easy, and we're not going to get to liberty in our lifetime if we keep crack, if we keep breaking uh, in the face of the so-called authorities, if they no, are throwing those charges you, at you. I, I'm one who doesn't think that uh, uh, passive resistance is ever going to work again. I, I think that if you go back and look at, uh, go back and, and read Ezra Pound, who was the leading author at the turn of the 20th century, who tried to expose this whole conspiracy and the, all the, the manipulations behind World War One. Well, he was locked away by the United States government as an insane lunatic mm. in asylums and silence for the rest of his life. But that, if you want to really learn the truth about our government and where we're headed and all this stuff, that's a good place for people to start. I know, know I mean? everything I need to know. I don't, you know, they're not. It's not my government. It's just a bunch of men and women that are arbitrarily deciding what I can and can't do and threatening me with violence if I don't yeah, go along your, with but it. But your government is controlled by other people. If but you it's not my government. government is, it's not is my is government. The apex of your society. You're wrong. I don't. I don't believe they're my government. I never agreed to any of this. Um, so it doesn't matter to me who's controlling them. What matters is to what matters to me is what they're demanding and how, who they're hurting and how they're doing it and, and how we can stop them and how we can well, get I out of this. I agree with you, but, but until, until you can wake people up like your caller from Georgia earlier, I mean, it's just like in Orwell's uh, books. Most of these people are deeply brainwashed. And they'll, it'll be that way for a long time, and it'll be that way for most people, and that's okay uh, because we're getting the people that are awake. We're getting the people that are, you know, they've erased their brainwashing. They've shifted over to a new paradigm. They're coming to the understanding that a uh, that an evolution to a voluntary society is is an is the next great step for mankind, and that leaving the shackles of the authoritarian coercive state behind is something that's inevitable if we want to advance um, the human society. So I think those people getting together in the same geographic location via the Free State Project is going to be what tips those tips the scales and helps show the rest of the people that are still asleep, if you will, that there are better options. You know, the grass is greener on the other side and that yeah, we but, can but have a better people, society. The people are dependent upon the corporation. So even if you make a free state, that's, that's, that's moot. That's irregardless. It's, it's the corporation that's the predominant 
institution in our lives, not the church, not the government. These people are all ran by the elites of the corporate. How would that be until, moot if, uh, if New, wait, 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 hold on, Larry. How, how would New Hampshire, how would it be moot uh, if New Hampshire seceded from the United States? How would that well, make how, it Well, where are moot? they going to get their food? Are they going to grow enough we've food there in New Hampshire during the winter? To, to, we've, to, we've got uh, two you know? international borders. Well, yeah, the, there's a port, and I'm sure that people will want to sell us food. However, I would like to point out that, yes, New Hampshire grew all of its own food when New Hampshire was a colony. There's plenty of uh, of land, arable land here. Is it well, as I good? I agree as... with you that they can be done, but it's the way things are set up now. No, it can't be done have... because you're dependent upon corporations. Which corporations? They're going to sell us the food. Those corporations will be happy to sell us food as clients. You really believe that? Absolutely. Well, wouldn't, wouldn't you, you really sell believe me food? That when you... these people at the top of the ladder make money out of thin air, that money is their predominating motivation? You believe the, the that? The people selling oranges aren't making money out of thin air. They're making money by selling oranges. Yeah, but they don't, they're controlled by the people who make money out of thin air. Don't you, don't you get so it? So you're mean, saying that if uh, Tropicana wants to sell orange juice to people in New Hampshire, that the federal government will, will prevent them? Is that what you're saying? If the people in New Hampshire are truly free or working toward freedom, then yeah. It's, par- it's paranoia, and I understand where it comes from, and I, I thank you for the call, Larry. I, I don't agree with you on that at all. I think that uh, people in search of profit will find ways to get their products uh, here to New Hampshire. Right. I, I mean, what what else are you going to find out that uh, that in fact the the corporate people of you know the, the corporations are controlled by the international bankers and that we're all doomed? That's the other choice of things to find out. Yeah, I don't believe it I don't subscribe to, to that theory. I think that and even if it were true, you're right, Mark. We could grow our own food, and the marketplace would jump right to that. If people were demanding food be grown There's here, farmer, I mean, I live in a farm town. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Show's Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Just a heads up, by the way, for our listeners that are have been looking for the Sam interview. Our friend Sam Dodson interviewed today on Fox News' Freedom Watch with Judge Andrew Napolitano. Uh, Sam was on for over 10 minutes, uh, actually about a 15-minute long segment they were talking about, Sam. And this was a great segment, uh, good coverage. The judge uh, was very supportive of Sam's situation. In fact, said that he wants to have him back on and continue following the situation on their show, which I think is excellent. And I have posted that full video at this point at freekeen.com. So if you go to freekeen.com, after Free Talk Live, of course, you can watch the 15-minute long uh, video clip, which is it makes it easier for you because the the last the only other way you'd be able to watch it at this point is by watching the, the full-length show in three different segments. You have to mm-hmm. fast-forward. and So I took the time to clip them all together, make it convenient. Freekeen.com. Dot com. Darn nice of you. All right, so we continue taking your phone calls, and we'll go to John in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, John. Hi, guys. Hey, John. Hey, What's John. on your mind tonight? Hey, you've been talking about jury a little bit tonight. Yes, sir. And I was thinking that this is a radio a radio audience mm-hmm. who may not necessarily, necessarily be plugged into the Internet. So you give the dot .org or the dot .com for feature. I wanted to tell folks at 1-800-T-E-L-J-U-R-Y. Ah. That's good. I should remember that. 1-800-T-E-L-J-U-R-Y. Tell jury. They can send you a handsome package that will explain your rights and not just your rights, but your responsibilities as a juror. 
You're supposed to, as a juror, defend your fellow citizens against the government. It's your that duty. That is your role, folks. That is your role. It's Read the fourth the Constitution. That's it's what the, it's all about. It's the fourth branch of the government. You, you, the jury, are supposed to judge the laws that uh, the, the legislative branch passes. But they don't want you on there. They don't want you no, doing that. They, they don't, don't want, want you spreading the word about that. And I wonder how much it frustrates them uh, that here in New Hampshire, at least in the Cheshire County area, we at every single jury gathering, every single jury selection, once per month, we've got activists out in front of that courthouse flyering them with fully informed jury association information. I wonder how frustrating that is to them. It's got to drive them nuts. I hope somebody um, else starts doing this around the state. I, I've, it's my understanding that some of the other activists out in Manchester have been talking about it. I'm not sure when that's going to start up, but I hope to see it spread, and I hope to see it spread all across the country. If you've got, and we, we've talked a lot about how difficult it can be to do activism on this show, and it is. If you've got limited help, it can be very difficult, but doing fully informed jury outreach takes very few activists. You could do it with two. I recommend three to four at the very least, because the more you have, the less likely the police are going to hassle you. Uh, bring video cameras with you. Bring audio recording devices in case the police do come up. But all you need are the flyers from uh, the Fiji website and uh, 1-800, it was 1-800-TELL-JURY, right? T-E-L-J-U-R-Y? Yes. All you need are their flyers. You can order them over the phone or print them out. Uh, you, you know, grab a PDF and print them out yourself. Take those. Stand out in front of the, the courthouse uh, where they do the jury selection. Call them. Find out when jury selection is. Make a point of going there a half an hour before jury, juries are, are supposed to be there by. So if they're supposed to be there by 8.30, get there at 8 and stay there till 8.45. Stay there for 45 minutes and you're done. It's the kind of activism anyone can do. It is so easy, and you only need a handful of friends to do it. Uh, if you can't put that kind of an activism together where you are, get the hell out of where you are and get here to New Hampshire. <laughs> hey, I, I also want to tell you about an early mover. Please. Before I do, folks, um, what, what Ian and Mark are talking about right now, about community activism, go to this 1-800-TELL-JURY and find out just on an individual basis, just as a one human being, going in, learn. Like I said, they'll, they'll send you a handsome package, and you'll understand things like you never understood before. It's a real you'll life. know what your responsibilities are, not just your rights, but your responsibilities. Good call, John. Thanks for making then, it tonight. Let oh, me tell you about yes, an sir? early mover. Okay, go. I'm, I'm finishing up my move from Salem. When I first moved here, I moved to Salem just over the border because it was a commuter location, and things have changed. When you moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project activist yeah, movement. In, to bring as many liberty-loving people here as possible. Go ahead. And so, so now I'm, so now I'm uh, moving further, further north. I'm heading up to Grafton. There's a dude that called me up. He's only been in state for two days. He's got a pickup truck, eight-foot bed, and he's like, "I'm there, dude." This is a guy that I met at Porkfest. By the way, you guys advertise Porkfest. Mm -hmm. This is a guy that I met at Porkfest. And he, and, he, and he emailed me, and he said, you know, we've met, and I was trying to figure out who he was. As soon as I heard his voice, because I'm better on the phone than I am on the Internet, and, and, and as soon as I heard his voice, I was like, yeah, it was so good. He's been here two days, and he's plugged in. And, folks, you've heard of it before. This really, really happens. This is real life. There's a guy two days here, and he's getting busy. Helping out friends. There's instantaneously. Come on up to you've New got, Hampshire, folks. 
Yeah, instantaneously, there are opportunities for you to get active, not just in the political arena, not just in civil disobedience or media, but also to get active with the Liberty community and help people out and help them move. Just this past weekend, uh, I helped our co-host Dale move into his new house, and uh, there were probably a good eight or nine people that showed up to that, uh, which was just fantastic. It makes the job so much easier. You're trying to move a couch? You've got five guys moving the couch instead of two. Yeah, it changes uh, everything. Yeah, it really it makes moving uh, almost pleasurable. Thanks for the call, John. I appreciate hearing from you tonight because I can tell you, moving is awful. Yeah, Everybody but, knows this. Right? Well, it, the, the more crap you have, the yeah. harder it is. And I mean, that's why that's why when adults move and their families, they hire a company mm-hmm. because it, it's it's not like it used to be where you could throw everybody everything in some garbage bags and uh, get a couple of your friends and whoosh, it gets much harder as you you know acquire crap. Right. So the good news is the hardest side of your move is when you're packing up to leave as far as if you're moving to new hampshire it cuts the the difficulty in half because you've got somebody here to move all your stuff into your house so sell off as much of your crap as you possibly can that's generally a good idea anytime you're moving anywhere then load it up into whatever you need to load it into get up here to new hampshire and if you announce it in advance if you're moving up as part of the free state project at freestateproject.org if you announce in advance over at the free state project forum or nhfree.com or forum.freekeen.com people are going to come there you say we're coming here to this location at this time or you can you can make it more private you can say private message me if you want to know where we're going to end up and then you let people know where you're going to be what time you're going to get there people will show up Buy him some pizza, bring some beers out, and give him a reason, a little extra reason. I haven't to be seen there. beers at too many of these events, but pizza. I have actually at okay. a cu- at a couple of them, uh, at a couple of folks recently that have been doing that. So beer and pizza, spend you know spend a uh, spend a few bucks on these movers. It's going to be a lot cheaper than hiring a professional crew. They're going to get a, the job done just as well, and you're going to have great conversation while you're at it. You're going to mm. be able to socialize with people that want to get to know you. With people that are looking to uh, to reach out and and make new friendships and talk about freedom and things that are interesting to you, it's it's a great group of folks. I mean, you'll never meet. I've never met a, a better, just overall better group of people than the, the people that are here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Yep. And the local Liberty activists as well, the local New Hampshire natives that have just been so awesome and friends waiting to meet you is really what. If you much. believe in liberty, that's that that's the truth. Absolutely. 800-259-9231. Your calls about what you want if you make them. Uh, we've got your calls on the line and still to come here, we've got the five things that the medical establishment is promoting that may very well be medical myths. We'll try to sneak those in. Free Talk Live. Alakees.com is a community for self-learners. At Alakees, you'll find tools to help you connect with people learning the same things you're learning, tutor other community members, and to make contacts that can help you find jobs. You can also earn money by sharing your know-how with others and contributing quality content. Visit Alakees at... A-L-E-K-E-S-E dot com. Again, that's A-L-E-K-E-S-E dot com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want. Just dial the toll-free number, 800 259 
9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features, we give them away, so enjoy those. And uh, those free features include the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. See that for yourself. That is shrine.freetalklive.com. You know, um, I we just got a new advertiser on board, and that advertiser is a product that I've been using for more than a year now. And this was long before they started advertising with the Free Talk Live. And I I've been glad to get the opportunity to talk to, talk about them. Uh, it's Unicure Hair and Skin Conditioner. They it handles all kinds of hair and skin problems. If once you get a get the opportunity to put Unicure in your hands, you'll you'll Realize that conditioner doesn't have to be that goopy, nasty stuff that uh, mm-hmm. that they sell at the the grocery store. This stuff really fe- feels pure. What I do with it, among other things, is I put it in my hair and leave it in. You can't do that with regular conditioners and expect your hair to be manageable. But I've, mm. I've stopped using hair products like gels and things like that. I use this Unicure, and I just like the way it leaves um, leaves my hair. So, uh, you know, if anybody's looking for any kind of recommendation on on this uh, Unicure hair and skin conditioner, it's been told and sold in top salons since 1973. It can help you with uh, hair and skin problems that you might have. Go to eight eight eight. Unicure or visit Unicure.com. That's 888-UNICURE-UNICURE.COM. All right, let's continue with your phone calls and go to Phil calling from Australia land. Phil, you're on Free Talk Live. Good day. Hi, Ian. How you doing, mate? Hey there. What's on your mind? Um, I, I don't really know what to think about this. It's a, it's a question that was brought up in the, in the chat room uh, by uh, your, your very own Johnson. Um, it's basically the question of, is religion in itself aggression because it, it requires indoctrination? Everyone's born agnostic. So um, is religion in itself aggression? How would that be? In, how would indoctrinating someone be aggression? I mean... No one's forcing, I, I guess as a child, yes, I was forced to go to Sunday school, but at the same time, I ran out of the damn classroom a lot of times, just <laughs> left, so uh, I don't know if it was, I was I was also against. forced to go to swimming classes, yeah. too. Was that aggression? I guess so. I mean, if you're a child and you're under your parents' purview, no, then you're yes, not. they're using no, it, aggression. No, it's not. You. The child uh, would, so if the child has the opportunity to leave the property, and, and I believe me, children, when at my age, you could have ran away if you felt, felt yeah, like it, um, so. So it's not aggression because you, the child chooses to live at the parent's house and should therefore have to follow the parent's rules. Yeah, I don't think it's aggression. Um, I, I kind of do agree somewhat, but um, maybe aggression isn't exactly the right word. But from the time we're born, the society that we're in and uh, what our parents believe, that is impressed on their children Sure. Um, to a very heavy extent. And uh-huh. uh, I mean, again, may, maybe uh, aggression is the wrong word, but... Uh, um, just is it insidious? It. Is it uh, is it awful? Uh, is it dangerous? Is it d- destructive to a healthy society? I think so. I think all of those it are depends. true. It depends on what you're... T- oh, are you talking about re- uh, religion organized in general? Organized religion. Ah. I mean organized religion, some generally. Religions, some religions more than others. Uh, you know, I certainly... Yeah, I think that Christianity, the way it was... I was thinking that Christianity, the way it was at one point, was far more dangerous and violent than it is today. But they back they, up wars today. So. They, they do. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I have problems with that. But the peace churches have come a long way since then, and, and they've managed to, you know, get their little foothold in society. I think that uh, personally I find uh, 
Islam to be more dangerous in today's culture than I find uh, Christianity. However, I don't, you know, mostly from, I'm, I'm mostly with Ian on this as far as uh, organized religions go. They're just bad news. Actually, one other thing that, that was mentioned in the chat room, um, basically to claim that you know religion means you have some sort of understanding of the way the universe functions and that itself could be considered fraud. Um, it, it, um, <laughs> John, John, uh, this, this is Johnson. This is what he's, what he's saying. I just want to get your, your guys' thoughts on man. it. Johnson's a madman. That's my opinion. I know that. He's also a funny bastard and we yeah. love him for it. So. Oh, he, he's very intelligent and uh, if, if, if someone can change me uh, on issues, I, I usually start talking to Johnson about those issues. <laughs> awesome. Hey, um, any idea when when um when he and maybe Torgo will be making a comeback to the show? Uh, no plans on Torgo. Torgo is uh, is in living debt. in Illinois um, right now. Yeah, I heard there's a little bit of a falling out there somewhere. Well, it's not a falling out. It's just that uh, you know he went in a different direction and hasn't paid me back. So <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he pays <laughs> no me back, he can come back on the show. Uh, but Johnson is okay. in the midst of uh, doing some projects down in, uh, in Connecticut at this time. Hopefully, he'll be up here in New Hampshire, I don't know, within the next few years. So thank you for no the problems. Well, as always, I'm just, uh, I want to say I love the show and um, keep on keeping on, and thank you. All right. Jolly good, sir. Good day. Thanks for the call. <laughs> jolly good. That's, that's, great. that's Jolly good's more UK, right? Yeah. 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 You probably should just leave that alone. What, because uh, the, there's hard feelings there? Is that no, what you're saying? I just think that it sounds silly. Sounds, I don't mind sounding, sounding silly. I'm All right. No worries. That. Okay. No worries, mate. That's a good one. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We continue. Matt is in Illinois and he's on the amp line. Hello, Matt. Hi guys. Hey, hey what's uh, on I, wanted your mind? To, I wanted to throw in my uh, two cents on the uh, the rights uh, conversation you sure. were having earlier. By all means. Um, I gotta agree that I think that you guys were having, or that Mark and this gentleman was was were having an argument on semantics, but. I think that right is kind of a word like libertarian that's been kind of polluted. Mm. I, I don't believe that you, they, they equal liberties. Like I, I think that when the uh, when the founding fathers were trying to enshrine them in the Constitution, they were talking about not so much rights, but as like natural way of being that mm -hmm. humans have. Um, when, you t when they talk about the right to bear arms, I think what they're trying to say is that people have the right to defend themselves. Yeah. And that is something that is granted by nature, by God or whatever you want to say. But if you're attacked, you're going to defend yourself. And I think that government has to recognize that, or, or people in the government have to recognize that. Um, I don't believe that government has any rights at all. It's, rights are only uh, something that individuals have. That's the um, agreement I like to. Uh, that's the definition I prefer of rights. Is that we've all, uh, you know, it's all. Well, the government that, doesn't have any more rights than the uh, than the collective of people that make it up and support it. So if if a community has the, you know, a community doesn't have the right to tax individuals because that no one in that community has the right to steal money from people. So you may be able to get together into an organization and uh, get some stuff done, build a bridge or whatever, but you don't have the right to steal money from people who don't want to give money to your organization. And and I think that's what's, what's happened is that uh, the lawyers have gotten a hold of these terms 
and they've twisted them and they've turned them into legalese rather than English. Mm-hmm. And so terms like uh, your right to do whatever have no meaning anymore because it's just not intuitive enough anymore. You know, like you, like you were saying, the right to health care. Well, you don't have the right to health care because you don't have the right to steal the doctor's labor. Uh, and if you don't have the money to pay for the doctor and the doctor doesn't want to treat you, you don't have the right to make, to force that, that doctor to be your slave Absolutely. to treat you. But and chances are very, very good the doctor wants to treat people that need treatment. Sure. That's why. Yeah, yes, you're. You're right, but that's that's not the point that I'm trying to make. Yep. I'm trying to, to say that people that want power have perverted these terms mm-hmm. to kind of confuse and obfuscate uh, what the ordinary man recognizes. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're right on. If they can get the average man to believe that he has a right to health care, then they can get him clamoring for more government control over that industry and a total government takeover and more, uh, ab- you know, more abnegation of responsibilities and more government control over our lives. And it's it's certainly in their best interest to propagate these uh, terrible ideas. And you're right. Thank you, Matt, for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. Enough time for your call. If you make it right now, the remaining moments of the show here in uh, coming up. 800-259-9231. 9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the site. All the features are free. So enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can uh, learn how to promote us over at promote.freetalklive.com. Not only can you call your local talk stations and ask them for Free Talk Live. Maybe they're already airing the show, in which case you can thank them. Uh, You can call your local talk station. You can put out flyers. You can do Internet outreach. All kinds of different options there at promote.freetalklive.com. Audible.com offers over 60,000 downloadable audio books, magazines, and radio shows for your iPod or MP3 player. You can try them out by downloading a free audiobook at audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. You don't have to have an iPod or MP3 player to listen to these. You can listen to them right on your computer. It's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL to get your free audiobook today. Continuing with your calls, what the show is about, go to Robert in Oklahoma. Robert, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hey. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, man, I just, these tag, I just got done watching a little show uh, about a, maybe an hour ago, and uh, they were talking about taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have to pay them, and that there's been actually six cases going through these courts, you know, that for these taxes. And uh, I feel like, you know, that if if there is no law on saying that we have to pay them, I don't think nobody should have to pay. Well, what if they showed you the law? Well, then, then you know, I'd be offering to pay. Why? But, but. Well, uh, why? No law on it wait, 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 wait. Court- I'm asking you a question. Why? If they showed you a law, why would you pay? Because then that would be the law. Oh, and did you agree to obey everything they write down? Uh, really, no. You know, I mean... Hmm. Well, then why would you obey that? 
I'm going to write down well, on a piece of paper and have some people vote on it that I want you to do jumping jacks for the next hour straight. Are you going to obey that? Really? No. No? Well, why not? not? It's the law. I'm going to make a law that says you have to do jumping jacks for an hour every single morning. I'll get tired of it. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the <laughs> law. I'm tired of paying the taxes, personally. It's the law, Truthfully, man. It's words on paper. I, I am, too. You know, I really, you know, uh, uh, I got scammed this year. Uh, pretty bad. How'd you get scammed? Um, uh, I went to one tax company and they gave me a free cro- a free quote mm-hmm. on uh, my taxes. They said I was supposed to be making close to a thousand two hundred. As far as, like, okay, as, a, cool. as far as getting a refund, you're supposed to get a thousand dollars refund. Yeah, on my taxes. Okay. And this is uh, on federal. And anyway, uh, I went in and. Did my taxes, and they said that I was only able to get four hundred. Mm, uh oh. Um, I got mad. Of course, you know. Um, me, I don't like the government. I don't know. I don't know if anybody else who does that are my friends. Yeah, but, I don't uh, either. Uh, truthfully, you know, I think we're getting screwed every which way and up the ass. You know. Yeah, um, I'm with you. I just. Yeah, you know, I don't. I don't know what else to do. Uh, my family's in the government. Um, I'm anti-government. I do not like the government at all. Well, I'll tell you what, what you might want to look into is uh, the Free State Project. If you believe in liberty, if you understand that in order to be free yourself, you have to allow others to be free, you, de- yep. you owe it to yourself to take a look at the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. Uh, the reason I was raking you over the coals earlier was because I, I, I just find it so frustrating that these people uh, that are essentially tax freedom advocates, they sound like tax freedom advocates, one of their biggest uh, issues that they're one of the biggest points they make a stand on is that well just show me the law and I'll pay your taxes because they're so con- convinced that there is no law but if they did show them the law then they'd all of a sudden start paying this criminal government that's taking money and, and using it to bomb people around the world that's as that's though in- there's as though there's any evidence that the government cares anything about the constitution right. or about its own laws right that so I mean, all of a sudden they you just, just make a law that said you've got to pay the taxes right they just write that crap down and then you're going to start paying come on you and I know that we are not interested in supporting a, a, a group of criminals that is bombing people and killing them around the world and putting our own friends and family members inside uh, prison cells to, at an alarming rate in this country. I, for one, don't care what they write down on pieces of paper and call them. I don't care if they call them laws or statutes or whatever the hell they are. I am not interested in obeying or, uh, or, or obliged in any way to those things. And I thank you for the call tonight. 1-800-259-9231. We continue here. And, uh, Mark, let's get to the five remaining, or as many of the five, <laughs> of these medical myths that are being claimed. Well, at least they're claimed to be medical myths by USA Today. Whether they actually are or not, I don't know. But they're saying that they're being propagated by the medical establishment. There's a few, and I think it's more than five. Uh, teething causes fever. I didn't even know that. I, I, I guess I've mm. heard that kids have fever when they're teething. Um, and certainly my wife has given uh, Jack some, uh, you know, the children's Tylenol in order to run down a fever that he legitimately had when he was teething. But babies get fevers and stuff. That's right? pretty much what they're saying. Studies yeah. show that teething babies are no more likely to run fevers than others. <laughs> Figures. I don't know anything else about that. I mean, yeah. Babies get sick. Yep. Going out in cold or wet weather makes you sick. 
This is a big one, right? Yeah, this uh, people I mean, believe it's called it. a cold, right? <laughs> so colds and flus are seasonal and tend to strike during the winter. But even when scientists put cold viruses directly into people's noses, people who were chilled were no more likely to become ill than mm. those who were warm and comfortable. Can you? How much would you have to pay, get paid in order to have a scientist give you a cold? I don't know, man. Some people need some cash. I bet they'll take it very little. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't be me. All right, I don't like getting them. Uh, this one is uh, you know, this one should be eradicated from the planet. This you myth? Sh- yes. You should wait an hour after eating before you go swimming. Yeah, that's a big one. Sci- scientists have labeled the advice questionable since 1961. Mm. Exercising after eating a big meal may make people uncomfortable, but it won't cause any life-threatening cramps. Right. And, and, and how many people are actually exercising when they go swimming? Most people, when they go swimming, they're are just in dipping the water. in the pool, floating around, uh, now, pushing the kids around, playing with water it, games It's the and kids stuff. they're worried about because kids have more energy and more likely to play around. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's what parents are always worried about. I remember my mom would keep me out of that pool. Sure. So, and I think hers was like a half hour minutes. or 45 minutes or whatever. Right. Yeah, maybe it was 20 minutes. I don't know what it was. It seemed like an eternity as a child. I yeah. just wanted to get out of the pool, eat whatever watermelon and peanut butter jelly sandwich that I had for lunch and get back in the pool. Now, if there's a good reason to wait before you get into the pool, it's after you've put on the suntan lotion, or the the, uh, the sunscreen, rather. You put on the sunscreen and you jump in, it's going to wash it right off. So you've got to give that a few minutes soak to in. actually soak into your skin. All right. Uh, so you can catch poison ivy from a person who has it. No. Mm. The oil in poison ivy, urushiol, is uh, what causes an itchy rash. Whether the oil comes directly from the plant or from clothing or gardening tools on which the oil lands, but the rash itself isn't contagious as long as a person has washed off the oil. Got it. You need to stay awake if you have a concussion. My mom, of course, was big on this one. Anytime I'd bump my head, I wasn't allowed to go to sleep for God knows how. You might die. (laughs) Scare the crap out of kids. Okay, so most people with concussions will not fall into comas if they go to sleep. Of course, they say most people, so this right, they, they, <laughs> they've shot their legs out from underneath. These are moms here. They're the most careful people right. on the planet. All right? If there's a .01% chance, they are going to keep you awake. Uh, if a doctor says that a concussion needs no treatment, there's no reason not to sleep. Now, I'd like to add to this. My mother just wouldn't let me sleep. She didn't take me to the doctor every time I bumped <laughs> my head. She just wouldn't let me fall asleep after I did. So I was supposed to be calm. And For how long? Course, who knows? I can't remember. Too long. I was a kid. What were you doing, falling out of trees or falling off your bike? Everything that little boys do, yes. I don't remember getting a concussion as a kid. Maybe I, I never got a concussion. If I bumped my head, she was afraid that oh, I had a concussion. Oh, I see. So gotcha. I, I, don't even, I don't even really know what a concussion okay. is. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> All right. So here's another uh, uh, you know, uh, bad piece Most of advice. Most of these are sounding like myths to me, yeah. by the way. Never wake a sleepwalker. No sleepwalker has ever died as a result of being woken up. Is that what the allegation is? Who knows? That they die of fright. I don't die. know why you don't wake up a sleepwalker. I've just been... I think it'd be fun to wake up a sleepwalker and just to kind of... Ha! Showed you! Here you yeah. go! This is it! <laughs> well, just, how, just, uh, just imagine how uh, discombobulated and disoriented they would be if they were awoken in the midst of walking around. They would have no idea what the hell is going on. Yeah, they would be very surprised. Where am I? How did I get here? So uh, running running through the last two here, you can determine the gender of your baby by timing when you, uh, you know, in the menstrual cycle, you decide to have sex. So (laughs) some some people try to conceive a boy by having sex in the middle of a woman's uh, menstrual cycle, hoping that the more mobile sperm carrying a Y chromosome are more likely to penetrate the uh, cervical mucus, which is thicker at this time of the month. But 
An analysis of six studies found that there were no more boys conceived at this time Nonsense. of the month than any other girls. Finally, birth control pills don't work as well if you're on antibiotics. This one has been held over my head in the past by, uh, you know, past uh, partners and... So it's nonsense. Right, huh? nonsense. A review by the American Academy of Family Physicians found that common antibiotics have no effect on birth control pills. What about the uncommon ones? It's, right, they leave these little, <laughs> little gaps that, you know, worry All right. we can move through. We're out. It's been Ian here with you. <laughs> and Mark. Tomorrow night, join us again for more. And online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. These are challenging times. Inflation, job security, political and financial uncertainty affect us all. Now more than ever, it's important to review your life insurance needs should something happen to you. Experts agree. Most families should have life insurance protection of 10 times their income. The great news is life insurance rates have never been this low. When you call Termco, Gil Edwards will tell you how affordable term life insurance can be. Gil specializes in saving people money on top-rated term life insurance. Find out if you're paying too much or if you don't have enough. Ask about the new return of premium plans, which return your entire premium back to you after 20 or 30 years, tax-free, guaranteed. Your family's protected either way. Get the best coverage with Termco at the lowest possible rate. Call Termco for a free no-obligation quote. Call 800-685-3314. 800-685-3314. That's 800-685-3314.